Magic is everywhere, even on the radio waves. You're listening to Magic and the Law of Attraction with Madame Pamita. Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Madame Pamita, and you're listening once again to Magic and the Law of Attraction the podcast where you'll learn how to transform your life in magical ways to make it the very best that it can be. Welcome to episode 67 of Magic and the Law of Attraction. Should you join a coven? Before we dive in and talk about that, though, I want to tell you about the Magical Mystery Marketplace. That's right. There's a new fun event coming your way every Sunday. It's called the Magical Mystery Marketplace, and it's a little bit of a fun hangout and a little bit of magical education and a whole lot of witchy QVC. Each week, I pick a special topic and then feature some of the amazing products we have at the Parlor of Wonders and show you how to use them in your magical practice. Every week, it's a surprise as to what the spotlight items are going to be. And for everyone watching, there's a flash sale on the featured products. You'll not only have fun, you'll save money too. And if you purchase any of the spotlighted items during the live stream, you are eligible for the raffle we have at the end. We'll be giving away one of the spotlighted items to one lucky person each and every week. And if you're a member of the Coven, you not only get an additional discount, but you also get an extra entry into that giveaway if you purchase during the live stream. If you want to find out how to be a member of the Coven, just go to coven.vip and you can find out how to sign up. The Magical Mystery Marketplace takes place every Sunday except for the first Sunday of the month at 6 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Mountain Time, 8 p.m. Central Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, and you can watch it over YouTube, Facebook, or X, Twitter. Just subscribe to Madam Pamita on your favorite social account and click the notifications bell so you get notified when we go live. So I'll see you at the Magical Mystery Marketplace. So here we go. We are going to talk about covens today. We're going to discuss what is a coven, how you, what do typical covens do, how you can join a coven, how you can start a coven, what to look for in the coven, is it right for you to be in a coven, all those good things today. So let's start at the beginning. So first we're going to find out what is a coven. Well, a coven is a group or gathering of witches. The word coven actually comes from the Anglo-Norman word covent, from Old French covent, and that is coming up to us from Latin conventum, which means convention. So the word originally meant a gathering in general, and it really became a very archaic and fairly unused word in English until 1921 when Margaret Murray promoted the idea that once upon a time, the witches across Europe met in groups of 13, which they called covens. Now, it's since been disproved. It's a wonderful idea, but we know that this idea actually did not exist, that witches in general or people that practiced magic actually practice magic as solitaries. They might meet and share information with family members or people that they were close to, but there were no gatherings of witches during those times. This was something that was sort of invented by uh, Margaret Murray to promote her. And she wrote about in her book in 1921, The Witch Cult in Western Europe. Um, It was also um, 
shared from her book. It was shared in other books like The God of the Witches and also even in Encyclopedia Britannica. Now, at the time in 1921, it was actually proposed as a legitimate idea that witches in the um, you know Renaissance and prior times were gathering in these um, groups and practicing pagan practices. But as researchers started looking into this, and in the 60s and 70s, they disproved that. This idea of a pagan witch cult um, is doesn't really have any basis in reality. However, people did practice ancient pagan and pre-Christian folk magic, but there was not an organized religion of witches back then. The practices that they did do, these ancient pagan and pre-Christian folk magic practices, were usually melded with Christianity or given at least a veneer of Christianity. And so that people could exist in the world that they lived in, they certainly wouldn't, they, you know, there was a big pressure to follow along, not be different. If you were different in any way, you were persecuted or even killed. So people would, you know, kind of stay in their lane and do what they were taught to do by others. But people who were healers or practicing magic would do it very secretively. They didn't have a religion that they were practicing that was um, magic-based and certainly weren't gathering together in these uh, official covens and doing things that we think of now as witchcraft things back then. Now, in modern witchcraft-based religions, uh, such as Wicca, Fairy, and Stregeria, you might find coven traditions. So this is something, the idea of a coven, or let's say the practice of a coven, is definitely from the 20th century and up until now. Now, a coven in practice would be a group of witches who were partaking in ritual together or spellcasting together or otherwise practicing together. That can be anywhere from three witches on up to many, many dozens of witches. But most, for the most part, covens tend to be rather small, kind of close-knit, usually have anywhere from three to, to 10 or 15 or 20 at the most um, practitioners in a coven. So what does a typical coven do? Why do people have covens? Well, covens perform different activities depending on the group spiritual path. So for example, covens can gather at holidays. For Wiccans and other witches, this might be the Sabbaths. The Sabbaths are the eight modern holidays drawn from ancient Celtic and Germanic pagan sources. So the holidays of the solar events, the solstices and the equinoxes, come to us from Germanic or Anglo-Saxon folk traditions. So that means Yule, Ostara, Letha, and Mabon are all coming from that Germanic Anglo-Saxon folk traditions. The Celtic holidays are Beltane, which takes place in May, sometimes called May Day, Lunasad, which takes place in August, Samhain, that takes place around Halloween, 31st or the 31st of October, 1st of November, and in bulk that takes place, um, sometimes called Candlemas, on February 1st. And so the holidays are um, a kind of combination. If we look at the wheel of the year, as it's sometimes called, with these eight Sabbaths, these are two traditions that are melded into one in modern times and are practiced as the holidays of the witches or people that are Wiccan. 
Now, covens of other faiths may gather at other holidays based on their path. So, for example, Slavic witches might gather together at Kupala and Kolyada. Kupala is a midsummer holiday, Kolyada is a midwinter holiday, and they might gather at those holidays or other holidays. So, depending on the path that you follow or the spiritual direction that you go, you might have different holidays other than the eight um, holidays of the wheel of the year. Now, some witches and covens gather together at the full moon for creating magic together. Um, some Wiccans call these full moons the Esbots. So there's the Sabbats, which are those eight holidays, and the Esbots, which are the full moons. And people to gather together to celebrate, to raise energy, to have a communal experience, and of course, to create magic. Covens can also do spells together. So covens can get together, the, the members of the coven can get together, and they might do spells for the collective or spells for the coven itself, or individual spells that they do in unison where, with their siblings in the group. Now, covens can also offer education and initiation. So one of the traditions of the modern coven is to teach magic. So covens can be set up in a way that they can, that people can come in not knowing someone and the elders can teach them. In the times before the internet, this was a key way to teach about magical systems, beliefs, and skills. This is back in my day, way before the internet was even a twinkle in anybody's eye, we would get together and I had belonged to a coven where I learned about magic from others who have more experience and many years more experience than I did. And so this education element is a big part of a coven. It's something that I carry on. I love to teach and I love to teach workshops and classes and teach you guys magic. So it's not in necessarily the official format of a coven, but it's got a little bit of an element of that for sure. Now, initiation may also be a part of the coven's practices. And then what initiation means is that it's a rite of passage marking an entrance or acceptance into a group or, or society. So if you want to be an initiated witch, then you would be part of a coven that does initiation practices. And then you might have one initiation, meaning you're a student or a novice, and now you are a full member of the group or there might be many initiations for different levels of the group to get higher and higher, depending on the structure of the group. Covens also offer social connection and support. You know, when we're feeling like, especially when we're feeling like isolated or we're the only one in our town that practices magic, covens can offer a social connection so that we don't feel alone in our practice and we feel supported in our practice. Covens also bring in accountability. So they're great if you want to accelerate your spiritual practice or your magical practice, because practicing in a coven will force you to be accountable. Like you have to take the class and you have to do this thing or that thing or the other thing. And that support of others around you can help you to keep on task and keep on, on your focus and doing this and keep you moving forward. Now, Wiccan covens in the past were jointly led by a high priestess and a high priest, but in more modern times, really there can be any number of configurations. Uh, some covens have uh, uh, two priests or two priestess, two priestesses of the same gender. Um, they might have leadership from a single individual, or they might have a rotating leadership where someone takes charge and every month it's or every season it's somebody different that's in the role of leadership. So it doesn't have to be that traditional high priestess and high priest way. It can be that, but it can also be other formats as well. 
Now, traditionally, coven gatherings were done in person. That's how I started because there was no other option. We didn't have correspondence courses for being in a coven. So these were done in person. And it is so wonderful for covens to meet in person. If you haven't experienced that or would like to experience that, you will know that being in person just has a different energy to it. But if you don't live in an area with other witches, or if you're following a unique path that maybe not a lot of other people follow, meeting in person may not always be possible, or at least meeting in regular basis might not always be possible. So many aspects of covens can happen virtually. So you can be involved in virtual covens and still get many of the benefits like education, initiation, uh, community, and lots of other things that can happen. So I recommend both, actually. I don't say one is better than the other. They each have their advantages and disadvantages, but certainly you know, work, do the one that works for you. If you don't live in an area where there are a lot of witches to get together, or they don't have the same vision for their spiritual path that you do, then find the group virtually. And that can be a wonderful, wonderful way to work. Now, speaking about covens in a minute, I'm going to tell you about joining a coven. But before I do that, I want to tell you about my coven. Do you want to be a part of my inner circle? Are you a basic witch or a supreme witch, a good witch or a wicked witch? Well, whatever kind of magic make you are, I want to make magic with you. If you are ready to level up your magical practice, prioritize your spirituality, and have fun making magic with me, then you must be a part of my coven. Join the coven and get access to exclusive perks that you can get nowhere else. We have things like monthly coven exclusive Q&A at the Spirit Speakeasy. We have monthly tarot card polls, a spot in my monthly group spell service. You can get a free on-demand video workshop each month. You can participate in Patreon-only polls to pick new products. You get upgraded discounts at the Magical Mystery Marketplace. You get exclusive flash sale coupons and so much more. And These are just a few of the many ways that we can connect and we can make magic together. So join the coven and get started making magic fun again. Simply go to coven.vip to see all the levels and all the perks that you can take advantage of throughout each and every month. Just go to patreon.com slash madampamita or coven.vip and sign up today. So you want to join a coven now. Now that I've told you about all the benefits of a coven, not just my coven, but covens in general, and now you're decided, yeah, I'd like to be a part of a coven. I'd like to have that community. I'd like to have that accountability. I'd like to have that education and learning and so on. So you want to join a coven. How can you do that? Well, the first thing you could do is to start your own coven. You can start a coven. There's no overseeing... (laughs) Uh, entity that says this, you have to be this to start a coven. No matter where you are on your spiritual path, you can start your own coven. So all you have to do to do that is to find some like-minded people and invite them to join you for some gatherings. So they could be gatherings to make magic together, or they could be gatherings for special holidays or the full moon or learning something or practicing something, but just start by getting together with some like-minded friends. Get to know each other. And if you like practicing together and you are starting to do it on a regular basis, then you can start talking about creating a coven. So when you're creating your coven, here's some little tips from an experienced witch from me to you to tell you about what will make your coven be a really great coven. First of all, start with a core group of serious witches. You don't want, you know, if you're going to do this and you're going to 
work with these people for a long time. You don't want people that are kind of half in and half out, or they aren't sure if they want to practice magic, or they're not sure about that. Those people that are just dabbling, you can invite them in later after you already have your core group of witches that are serious and working diligently on their practice. Now, when you have that group of um, people that you get together, first discuss your common goals. These can be really big ideas, such as what magical path are we following, or and what are the rules of our coven, or and or they can be small details, such as how big do we want the coven to be, and do we want to invite new people in, or should we invite people who are new to witchcraft and that we have to teach, or only people who have an existing witchcraft practice. So that's what you do when you start to make a coven, you start to make it a little more formal, and you commit to it, right? Now, if you're ready to join a coven, but you aren't ready to start a coven on your own, you can join an existing coven. So to do that, you're going to have to work in a different way. So first of all, reach out to the witches that you know and ask if they belong to any groups or covens. You, When they respond to you, you could be able to tell by their response if the coven is one that's open to accepting new members or not, right? Do you belong to any groups? Do you belong to a coven? Oh, yeah, I belong to a coven. And if that's it, you know that's all that you can ask. But if they're like, oh, yeah, I belong to a coven, and they're really great, and they teach a lot, and da-da-da-da, and this and that. And if they're telling you a lot about it, they're probably telling you a lot because it's open. Then you can ask them, is the coven open to accepting new members? And they can ask for you, or they'll be able to tell you. Once you do that, find out what the purpose, the rules, and the beliefs of the coven are, and if they align to yours. If you have a particular spiritual practice, you can look for larger groups online that are involved in that spiritual practice, participate in large group get-togethers, and then see if you click with them. And if you do, you can see if you can create a coven from some special members that you meet there. You can make your own coven or join one of the smaller groups that they have. Whether you want to start a coven or join an existing one, I recommend that you begin by connecting to other magic makers. I think that's really important in our practices that we connect. So join groups where there's some kind of social contact, whether it's virtual, online, or in person. That's really good for building relationships. You know, we have in our group the coven and the new moon um, people that do the new moon workshop and people that do the full moon workshop. We have a great group called the Spell Squad that's a private little group where people can chat and share information. And it is a wonderful and supportive group. So if you belong to that, you can start by picking out the people that you'd like to practice with and maybe you practice together virtually with them. Or you find out if there's people that live in your area and you get together with them in person. Also, go to conventions, conventions like Mystic South, Paganicon, Northwest Tarot Symposium. There are lots of witchy and tarot-oriented conventions that are happening throughout the year. I'm teach I taught at Paganicon, I'm teaching at um, Northwest Tarot Symposium, I teach at Tide in Dallas. So there's lots of places that you can get take classes, you can meet people, and you can make connections. I love a convention. I love a convention because I've made some amazing connections, amazing friends at these conventions, and you will too. Now, often shops that specialize in witchcraft or spiritual supplies will have classes or other places where you can meet like-minded folks. So start going to those classes so you can meet the other people in the class and start to build some friendships with people that are also magical practitioners. Now, once you join a coven, I recommend that you do a little checklist as you start to get into it to see if this coven is really the right one for you. 
First of all, remember that covens are an option. They're not a requirement of being a magic practitioner. For example, I don't belong to a coven right now. Right now, I don't belong to one. I'm a solitary practitioner. So you can be just grooving along as a solitary practitioner as you want, as you wish. But if you want to have more of that community, you may want to think about joining a coven. Now, covens are run by regular human beings, and not all human beings have great leadership skills. So always check in with your intuition. If a coven gives you a bad feeling for some reason, then it isn't the coven for you. Is someone being too controlling? Is there something that you don't like? Is there Are there rules that don't really jive with your own personal code? Then you just know it's not really the right coven for you. Do the people treat you with respect there? And treating you with respect means listening to you and supporting you. Does the group ask you to do anything that makes you feel uncomfortable? Now, initiations may ask you to test your limits in positive ways, but it should never endanger your physical or mental health or make you feel um, uncomfortable. If it makes you feel uncomfortable, then it's not the right group for you or not the right ritual for you. Does the focus, coven's focus embody your present state? As I mentioned before, I've been involved with covens and other spiritual groups. And at one time, my spiritual path did align with the group, but eventually my spiritual path went in a different direction and changed enough that the group wasn't a fit for me anymore. So you might be in a coven and be in a coven for a while, and then maybe it's time to fly the coop. That is totally okay. Nothing about a coven is a lifelong commitment or anything like that. If your path is growing in a different direction than the coven, it's okay for you to leave that coven and then find a new coven or to start your own coven or to be a solitary practitioner. Along those lines, you might ask, does the coven offer what I'm looking for? For example, if you want education, but the coven only does ritual together, then that might not be the right coven for you, or you might just be involved with that coven for ritual and find your education elsewhere. Also check in with yourself. Do you feel excited and eager for the gatherings, or do you feel trapped and coerced or feel guilty or threatened for leaving, wanting to leave the group? If you have a bad feeling about the group going to the rituals or going to the gatherings, or you feel in some way like uh, they're going to be mean to me if I say that I want to leave the group, that is definitely a sign that you need to think about a different group. Now, you may be with a coven for a reason, for a season, or for a lifetime. And you may go through phases when you belong to a coven and other times when you don't. Remember this, being in a coven does not mean that you don't do solitary magic. It should always be in addition to your own magical practice. So a coven is a wonderful option if it offers you the things that you're wanting, if it makes you feel good, if you're excited and eager for the offerings, and if it's a match for you. So always check in and make sure that it's a match. Well, that about does it for this episode of Magic and the Law of Attraction. If you would like to get even more info about all kinds of magical things, then check out the learn page over at the Parlor of Wonders where you will find a ton of free resources, including workshops, blog posts, how-to guides, how-to videos, past podcast episodes, and the way to join me live over Zoom for the Magic Q&A Tea Party every Sunday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Mountain, 7 p.m. Central, and 8 p.m. Eastern. Just go to parlorofwonders.com and click on the Learn learn tab to see all the goodies there. I want to say thank you to all the Spell Squad members out there who have subscribed to and shared this podcast with your friends. 
Thank you to the wonderful people who have left reviews. And thank you to Jill Navarre for production and engineering. And thank you to you for joining me, whether you are here with me live or listening on the podcast. I'm looking forward to next episode when we'll be talking about using tarot cards and oracle cards together. Until next time, this is Madame Pamita saying, keep making your life the most magical adventure ever. Thank you.